Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the overrated outlier, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation, WTF. The World Trumpet Federation exists to help you become a better teacher, player, and person. That's right, and we've done this with astounding success. Just ask us. And come on, what makes the world better than a healthy dose of WTF? Home to blogs, articles, videos, and The Thing, the WTF is your one-stop shopping headquarters for all things trumpet. Now don't rush, take your time, and work up to it. Like Brian climbing a speed bump on his bike. Just head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and check us out. And by the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music, where our good friend Dr. Scott Belk has two graduate assistantships open next year, one for lead trumpet and one for jazz trumpet. You can find more information on Facebook or message Scott directly from there for details. And by the way, they also have openings for jazz trombone, jazz bass, and jazz piano. Keep in mind these positions are full tuition plus stipend. The College Conservatory of Music is part of the larger Comprehensive University of Cincinnati. Located in a vibrant urban center, CCM gains its unique character and defines its objectives to educate and inspire the whole artist and scholar for positions on the world stage. For more information, contact Dr. Scott Belk, Program Director, Jazz and Commercial Music. Scott.Belk at uc.edu. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to orient, obfuscate, and opine information that we believe is important to ornery trumpet oracles. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chopsaver. That perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dapper Dan Gosling. So go on over to ChopSaver.com and order yours today. You see, Dan is actually a trumpet player. He plays the trumpet. That's what he does. And then there's Brian. Brian, Nobody what do you got for us today? Nobody cares about so does that the trumpet. You don't care about the that trumpet. That, that means I'm a Dapper Dan man? Is that what you're saying? That's right. I'm a Dapper I'm Dan out. man. This place is two weeks from everywhere, and I'm out. <laughs> So bad. All right. So my cornet, tangential cornet news is this week. Holy moly. I, I got to hire Bill to conduct our band. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Turtlenecking. <laughs> I call I call turtlenecking. <laughs> totally. It's going to be great. Hold on a second. It's going to be great. Fantastic. So, so wait, fantastic. You're, you're sitting there in the front row. Am I saying this terminology anywhere near right? Yep. Keep and going. You're the now, corner you're, chair. So now you from the corner are hiring the conductor? <laughs> well, I know. How does that great? work? Isn't this he's like not, a starting pitcher hiring a baseball coach? He's, right. not, he's not just top man. He's, <laughs> right. all, he's also, the, did you like that, Joey? He's mm-hmm. also the music director. Right? Aren't you? You're like a music director, right? I'm it's just like a conflict I'm of interest. I'm to sell. There you go. <laughs> it's totally con- conflict right? of interest. Do quarterbacks yeah. get to hire the football coaches? <laughs> Well, it's going to be perfect. I so, yeah, our conductor, Sal, can't conduct this week. And we have a rehearsal and a show. And so um, Bill's going to come in tomorrow night mm-hmm. and uh, conduct. He's going to hang here at the house. Hang. Well, um, if he's hanging hang. in the house, well, what are you going to do? Brian well, will leave. Fr- on Friday, I'm actually leaving. Brian's going <laughs> to leave Friday, Friday night. night. Just I'm like busy. when we were at his house, he took my car and left his own house. That was epic. Come on. That was <laughs> that, that, that was, was next level. Next really. level. Like an hour later, we're like, where's Brian? Oh, my God. He's not hanging at his own house. And he wow. took your car. Yeah. The whole band was there, and yeah. I was gone. Wow. So, I was very proud. So I was driving down so the road Bill, giggling. So, Bill, do you have... Do you know the music? Like no. how you don't know well, anything. I, I this have, just shows you how much you really need to be a conductor. I a have, warm body with a baton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm taking exactly. both batons. Secondly, um, oh, wow. He sent me a whole bunch of PDFs, no offense, John. So I have an opportunity to kind of look at the stuff, some of the stuff ahead of time. It's a Christmas show. Wait, okay. But to now be we're fair, back to he, this. He couldn't open the he couldn't open the PDFs because they weren't they in pages. Weren't in pages. <laughs> but, but once, once, to be fair, to, to be, fair, be fair, to be fair, um, once you sent it the right way, I was able to open all of them. Sending them the right way meant I texted every one to him. Mm-hmm. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my no, life. I actually was able to eventually open them on the Google. Oh, Drive. in Google Drive. Okay, in Google Drive. 
wow. and then convert them to pages. Now I can read them. <laughs> so now he can read them on his iPad. Yes, he, he has some monks in the back room with chisels putting them onto stone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I got it, and I, I got through about half of it this morning, and I probably will do the other half this evening, and I'll be good for Thursday. The band will get me great. through it. I have great faith. The band will get me through it. Yeah, well, we if don't that's need, true, we don't then need what cues. do they need you for? <laughs> right. I'm pretty. and I guess that's true. You know, I'd be out front and be on the mic. and He's going to be on the mic also like, because, you know, he oh, does that better than he does. That, that is the skill set. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's the same curb appeal I bring to Trombomundi. Really. Man, I would like to think that ABB is is much more physically appealing than Chumbamundi is. So they don't need that level. We are. Don't worry. Level of help. The bar has been low. The bar is low. Yeah, in Chumbamundi. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So there, there it is. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. That's Brian's warming up. That's my warming warming up. up Is me. There you go, Joey. He's employing. Wow. So this week, when you said you had a gig, and I said I did too, and I can't believe I took it. This is what I was talking about. Holy moly. I did not see that coming. We'll get mm-hmm. pictures. Yes, I'll be a I'll, lot of I pictures. Might, I might need some video from the corner chair there. Right. That will be easy to do. Oh, um, yeah. Brian, two two things. What are we wearing and when do we eat? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill will be in a turtleneck, you know. Yes, I'm thinking about doing it just for the pictures. Absolutely. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, I know I've talked about this a little before. I, I told you all of my seniors had the recital on the same day. Well, that was last Sunday. Mm. Right. So we had the, the, the 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock recitals. And it was, it was really cool to watch because, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about how to teach and what students, how students are different, meeting where they are and, and getting with their. So, but they were, so three senior recitals, but three very different in this way. So the first student, uh, uh, she she sings as well and said, well, could I like, like sing a standard and then do like a little transcription thing? Mm. So she sang two tunes and transcribed solos. So one, she did a, a Miles Davis transcription. The other did a Chet Baker transcription. Uh, got a rhythm section together with that. Unbelievable. Like the audience floored. They're like, I didn't know she sang it. And it went. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. Very right? cool. So that was really cool. Uh, the next, the three o'clock student uh, really wanted to do something uh, newer and maybe a, a female composer or a new composer. And I said, so we looked through some stuff and settled on uh, Lauren Bernofsky's Concerto for Trumpet. Yeah. And so we we're working on that. And I said, now, you do know that, that Lauren Bernofsky lives right here in Bloomington. You should invite her to the recital. Oh. She said, what? I said, yeah. So she contacted Lauren and actually they worked together, talked her through. Hey, I'm working on this and working on this. And Lauren talked to her. So Lauren came to the recital. Fantastic. Oh, no way. So uh, walked up right after the recital while you know she was still on stage and Lauren walks to me and says, oh my gosh, she's just great. Mm. So, <laughs> oh, how cool, so how cool. How cool is that? Yeah, it's so cool. Last recital of the day, um, one of the things that student wanted to do is uh, um, a trumpet ensemble thing and she did uh, birds. They did Birds of Paradise. So put together a group. And, Morales. Uh, yeah, that of course we recorded uh, and you know, coached them in Wow, they knocked it out of the park. Very it was cool. great. But on all three recitals, we've talked about doing this here. We have not done it yet. But they said, this is something we could play together. And I said, you know, we, I've been talking to the boys here about doing, uh, you know, uh, Bugler's Holiday for Six Trumpets. So I wrote it. Oh, mm-hmm. And they played it on all three at the at the end for all three recitals. Oh, uh, really, just, uh, a, a trumpet ensemble just from our studio. So all six of the trumpet players, they were the three soloists, and then the uh, the other three parts were uh, three other members of my studio. Wow! And that's how they ended all three recitals. So here's the great part: one, just seeing how well they <laughs> all so did fun. and how different they all are. But then this part: a lot of times trumpet players will think of, well, you know, uh, it's my recital and it's my day. But to watch the three of them really go through this together and be like this is our our senior recital day really almost like a team thing even though they were all individuals was just really it was great it was just a great day you know at the end i I just felt really gratified i should tell you they also set me up the first one at the end came out and said some thank yous and had a little pink bag Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. joey we got you a present so i went up they said you have to open this and so it's a pink indiana t-shirt and i thought oh that's charming good for you guys oh that's cool so the second recital, the recital comes out at the end, has a pink bag, and I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Joey, we need you to come up here. They found me 
pink Crocs in my size, which I have to tell <gasps> you, I have wow. looked for in the past and not found. So wow. for the Your audience, I, I did say, as we have a running uh, argument in my, in my studio, I said, these are lovely. I will not be wearing socks with these. <laughs> so the <laughs> third recital, recitalist comes out at the end. Joe, I've got you something. Walk up, a little pink bag open up. Pink fuzzy socks. Yes. <laughs> of course. They set me up. <laughs> these uh, are... Totally. So I obviously I flunked all of them on the recitals and right. none of them are going to graduate. So, right. but it was great. It was just a great. It was just a great day all the way around. That is very so cool. That, that very was a, cool. that was my last Sunday. So, Bill, what do you got for us? Uh, oh, I've three things. Two of them I, I decided not to talk about tonight. So I'll just mention them and then I'll get to the thing I was going to talk about. So, did one you, hold is on, that, hold on, hold on. Did you just say I'm going to tell you something and that's right. how you're not talking about it? Well, I'm yes. going to tell you that I'm not going to talk about it. But you're going to tell us what you're not talking about, which well, yeah, is talking about only, the thing only, you're not talking about. Yeah, I think that's only fair to say I was going to talk about this, but I'm not going to talk about it. And then I'm which going to is talk talking about the other about thing. It. Not really. I think it's mentioning it. I think there's a fine line there, but I think I'm on the side of mentioning. Are so is mentioning not talking? Well, mentioning is talking. You have to talk to mention, but it's not talking about it. It's mentioning it <laughs> by talking. <laughs> well, just by mentioning it. So right, I, I would like you to give it your that, best shot to uh, uh, to uh, now like, talk about something well, you're not going to talk about. Go. go for I, it. I was going to talk about the fact that the, the brass choir at Messiah uh, uh, premiered a piece that I wrote last night, a different piece that I wrote for Brian. It's a, a thing, but but I decided that I wasn't going to talk about that other than just to mention it. And then right now tonight, the University of Delaware Trumpet Ensemble is opening their performance of their trumpet ensemble concert with Fanfare Trombomundi. I was oh. going to mention that. Yeah. Go so Blue Hands. Cool. Go Blue right. Hands. Yeah, yeah, but but you're again, not gonna. But you're I'm not, not gonna, gonna talk about that. that. Yeah. No, I'm just. It was just thought I'd just mention it in passing, as it were. What I wanted to talk about are those things like trumpet gappers. Do you guys have these things? Have you ever used them? I trumpet don't gappers. Have one of those. Trumpet gappers. Okay, that's this little rubberized thing that you could put into the third valve ring or onto the saddle on the first valve. Oh yes, now I know right. what you're talking that about. That takes up space, but also eliminates the click. No, these just go on the ring. I don't think they quiet the. I don't think they quiet the click. It's not a not an O ring. It actually goes inside the finger ring. To make oh, the space the smaller for it, your fingers. To make, it to make the space smaller. Now, so obviously, you, I would never use this. I have rather large hands. <laughs> right, you don't need it. But I have a couple students with small hands. Yes. And and I thought I'm just going to go for it. So I ordered them and got it. Man, do they work! Oh really? Yeah. Oh man, they work. Of course. Great. If you've got students, especially students with really <laughs> small hands, yeah. This this just makes it a much more comfortable grip for the instrument. Because sure. what I've done in the past is sort of wrap something around the the thing, you know, around the the finger ring to get the finger to to bump it sooner Tape or to or take something. up space. Yeah. I've also taken students to a great local repair shop here and had him move rings and angle rings and I all will that. Tell you, this is where. Uh, our good friend Fred Powell does really great work. Yes. Right? Because if you're essentially working with a custom horn maker, you know, you say, hey, you know, I know for one of my friends who has even larger hands than I do, he just used bigger rings on the horn. Right. And if oh, you have wow. smaller hands, he'll use smaller rings and put them right where you want them. Mm-hmm. But right, if, you, if you're buying a stock, uh, a stock <laughs> instrument, then, hey, you get what you get. Which I'll tell you, the, the first generation of Yamaha heavy wall trumpets those rings were small for me. Yeah. I right. had a real problem with those. Yeah. And they've made them a little bit larger, I think yeah. just for Americans in general. But for the people whose hands are really small, yeah, how do you make those smaller? Well, yeah, you put these little things, they fit right inside the circle. Yeah, and so they snap boom. in there, and Perfect. they don't, I mean, they're pretty secure in there. I was thinking at first they might they pop out or there'd be some sort of adhesive, but you really don't need it. And man... It's amazing because it just puts the leverage in the right place. And even if you have a slide that's kind of sticking, like on my piccolo, sometimes the angle is a little weird. I put one in there. Boom. Done. Really? Yeah. Trumpet gappers. Yeah. Really cool thing, especially for you know, like students with small hands. It's great. Well, that's what it's for is for students with small yeah. hands. Not yeah. especially. That's, that's If you have large hands, you don't need these. Well, right. but I think the application, no, you don't, because you won't even fit your finger in there. But I think right. the application, no like if you have a slide that the angle is just a little bit weird on it, you could prevent having to move the ring by using one of these. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's certainly true. Cool. All right, boys, time for a I game. Like I don't know if you you didn't know we were going to do this tonight. 
Another so we never game. know what this part is. <laughs> I know you Another don't. Game That's why it's so on. exciting. What's you, our no, game? I think, you're, I think I set you up to succeed tonight. It's time for another round of snippets. Oh, <laughs> snippets. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. no. So get your buzzers ready and, Joey, get your horn because it's going to be a new approach to snippets. Oh, what no. What's going to happen is I'm going to think of a snippet, and then you guys have to play what I'm thinking. <laughs> this Perfect. is like a doctoral oral exam. Yeah. I need exactly. you to think of the example I'm I'm conceiving of. Right. Yeah. And if, so, if I do that, I get a doctorate. Right. I'm just going to stare at the screen exactly and think of it, works. and then you're going to like play whatever you think that I'm thinking of. That makes sense. I'm kidding. That's not the way it's going to go. Brian can't find his buzzer again. God, folding. I don't know where that is. So I've got five examples tonight and a bonus round. So that would be six examples. It'd be five (laughs) in a bonus round. Is there one in the bonus round? Yes. Then that's six. I found the buzzer. All right. You found it? Are you good? I found it. Can you not hear that? Yeah, that's perfect. Let's see. All right, I'm ready to go. There it is. All right, are you ready? Uh, this no. one, I think I think this one. No context. No brainer. No hints. No nothing. You're just going right down the I'm pipe. I'm holding a I'm holding a B flat trumpet. We can see the B flat trumpet. Our listeners can't, but we can see you. That's why I said it out loud. All right. All right. But you're not going to talk about it. You're just going to mention it. I just mentioned the fact that I have a B flat trumpet. I don't think it's really talking about about the fact that it's a Shire's heavy wall or anything like that. I'm just going to say that's an A. That's uh, the AHW with an alternate lead pipe. You're welcome. Yeah, it's the Joey Tartell lead pipe. (laughs) There you go. The W9H. Let me tell you what lead pipe you want on your horn. Stop talking. Stop telling what you want. All right, here we go. Snippet number one. This is the easiest one. Snippet. Brian's ready. Big trouble. It was a little messy. I could do it again. Did, it, it, uh, no, did you, I, d- it, was it supposed to be that sloppy? Yeah. <laughs> you can edit it out. <laughs> oh, hold on. I know what that is. I do know what that is. You both know what it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next note is a B. I can tell you that. <laughs> 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 and if I could get past that, Brian, uh, you going in? Brian's in. Is that is that Bame? Oh no, it's not Bame Contrero. No, it is not. No, oh hold on. God. Is it? Uh, I, I, Joey. Is that a Charlie? No, man. If you guys miss this one, <laughs> we're in it's big trouble. Be a long night. We we we've missed this one. There it is, Trumpeter's Lullaby. Trumpeter's Lullaby, yeah. Yeah. A little spot in the middle, right? Yeah. All right. That was the warm-up. <laughs> we have folded. Yep. We Out of the gate. Folding out if of you, the gate. If you didn't now, get the that Bill one. is still in the hole for like at least 300 points for last week. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even playing last week. Exactly. I can't lose points. You lost a lot. Well, if you... If you didn't get that one, I think we, there's and no we shot on this one. We got this no. one. We're ready. Brian's going to nail this one. <laughs> Here we go. Snippet number two. That's a uh, stunned uh, look on your face. This is amazing. Isn't that that's that one minute Bernstein piece, right? Rondo for Lifey. Rondo for Lifey. Oh, yeah. Rondo oh, for right. Lifey. Well yeah. done. Wow, that's pretty good. That's good. I spent See? a long time since I've heard that piece. Yeah. Told you that's I'd get that good. one. Nice job. Well hey, done, what, Joey. What What year was uh, Trumpeter's Lullaby written in? Do you guys know? Uh, 1963. No, that was a great year. But that was not the that's year. That's why I thought you asked. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I was being set up. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's closer to Brian's father's birthday. Uh, 1950. <laughs> uh, interesting. Rondo okay. for Life, he was also written in 1950. <coughs> Here's another piece that was not written in 1950. Are you ready? Snippet number three. Go snippets. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah I got nothing. Oh, come <laughs> on. on. I got absolutely it's nothing. A, it's in the wrong place. Can you play that one more time? I got nothing. Do you want me to play the intro for you? Sure. Okay. I mean, that's the theme. If you don't know that, you don't know the piece. I don't know the piece. I don't know the piece. (laughs) Obviously. Bruce Broughton, folk song. Oh, no, I don't know that. Huh. Too bad you don't know anyone that recorded it ever. Oh, does it have a second <laughs> movement? Wrong CD. <laughs> I just for that, um, you have no shot at this that's one. That's really uh, so. You're bad only of doing us. the the greatest hits of of uh, William Stoneman. Is no, that what we're doing I've here never tonight? played Rondo for Lifey. <laughs> oh, so bad of us. Yeah, come on. You should have known gui- that. I feel guilty now. A little should bit, have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder right. if Scott would have known that. No, it's not a sea trumpet piece. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. Snippet number four. That's uh, Janicek Sinfonietta. <laughs> oh, I it's never a, realized how it, similar those yeah, sounds. It's, no. it's, it's an F dominant wrong, chord. Wrong key. <laughs> wrong, wrong key. <laughs> oh, it's um, Fanfare for St. Edmundsbury. There it is. Yeah. Benjamin Britten. Yeah. Fanfare for St. Emmonsbury. Okay. Wow. Brian's winning. <laughs> How is Brian winning? <laughs> well, we've each gotten one. Oh, you did get Rondo for lifey. <laughs> but he answered the, but that's the fourth one, so it's worth more points. How is that a thing? I like, it's always it's like, a thing. It's like bingo. Okay. Are you ready for snippet number five? Okay. This is the this last one, one. This is the one. Actually, this is the, the last one in the real round. Before we get to the bonus round. Sure. Where points triple. <laughs> Can't play while he's laughing. <laughs> Can't play anyway. Oh. Crap. I can sing what comes after it, but I don't know what it is. Oh, that's um, that's uh, um, that's Getty Concert Etude. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There it is. Or, or is well, it that, was, U- that was U- Bill double tonguing there? That's a little weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. I don't even. I don't even know well, who you are anymore. I can't. I can double tongue. I can't single tongue. <laughs> right. I think we all. All right. So agreed. now Brian's winning. In the UK, they call it Gurdika. Gurdika. Yeah. Well, right, because GOE I've, would have that sound. I've heard it pronounced a lot of different ways. <laughs> Most of them not good. All right, bonus round. No shot. Get this one. So Brian's got two. Joey's got one. Yeah. But this is not worth, good. This is For worth the win. three. Oh. For the win. It all comes For down to win. this. Oh. Come on. Right. Crap. Hmm. Is that on the Yuko Haryana CD? Mm, Might be, but there's another CD that it's more. In fact, this CD's titled after this piece. I don't have it. I'm, I'm ashamed. Yeah. Wow, it's uh, Kenneth Downey trumpet call. There it is, Tom Hooten CD. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're terrible. Man, I love this game. That's really bad. We are not good at this game. It's just embarrassing. I think we probably would have been better off had I just thought about titles and you guys tried to play stuff. I do better. (laughs) I do much better mind reading. It's true. We would have been. We better. would have been better at that. <laughs> Let me stop stop talking. Let me tell you what you're thinking. <laughs> reverse, reverse. Well, you know, I wasn't thinking that, but I love that piece. Ten yeah, points. Exactly. 
that would have worked out much, much better. Oh, that's a nightmare. Oh, goodness. All right, boys. Not so good with the snippets, but it's time now for a couple things. We do love our lists here on The Open Belt. Uh, we've done lists on how to get called back, what to listen to, and even what to listen for. But tonight's list is sure to be a hit. It's the 10 Habits of Successful Trumpet Players. Where do we start? I think we start with number one. I like that. And then we work our way, <laughs> we work our way down the list. Ten. These are not in order of importance, are they? Maybe no. the first one is. No, they're, they're, there's no uh, levels here. They're just... 10. It's a good starting point. Yeah, I like it. There are probably lots more that we could add to this, but this is a good starting off point. Right. If you want to be a successful trumpet player, you should be doing all of these things. All right, number one, Joey, I think this is yours. All right, am I leading off? I'd say, <laughs> well, oh, wait, that's out of order. That's out of order. You're out of order. This whole thing is <laughs> out of order. out of order. Brian's got to go first. Brian, you yeah. got to go first. Right. So, but I think we all we all scrap to this too. Yeah. Uh, fundamental practice is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. That means you have to do it. <laughs> no arguing. No complaining. No whinging. That's for you, Brian. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. He knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's true, and um, that covers a lot of things, right? And uh, and it, the intensity by with which you practice any one of those things can be based on what you're trying to improve, or as Hardenberger said, um, what's trying to currently leave my ability. <laughs> so he's, he has all these techniques in front of him, and every day one of them is trying to leave, so he spends time on that one to get it back in his circle. <laughs> so that in masterclass, oh, that's pretty Right, because if, if you want to be playing music, then the tools you need yeah. is, to be fundam uh, uh, to, is to be fundamentally sound, so that when you get to music, you don't have to go, oh, how do I get through this? You can go, how do I want this to sound? And make some musical decisions. Yeah. The non-negotiable part is the thing. That's the thing that's hard to adopt. But once you do, right, yeah. once that becomes a thing, man, you're in a much better place. Right, you... because then that also, once you make it non-negotiable, that means that you're doing it all the time, which means you're practicing all the time, which is also good. It's not yeah. just when it's convenient or not just when you think, well, I guess I'll practice tomorrow or maybe next yeah. Tuesday I'll yeah. start practicing. No, 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 no. <laughs> if it's a day that ends in Y, then you should be practicing. It's pretty there simple. You go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Non-negotiable. Yeah. I like it. All right, Do you Joey? have sp specific things in that fundamental practice that you guys require? What do you include in yes. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 Different things for different students, although I do use a lot of the same stuff all over the place, you know. Uh, but for me, it comes down to what are the fundamentals? You know, sound, you know, sound articulation, flexibility, and facility. Those concepts have to be addressed. Yep. How you do it, hmm. as long as you're doing it in, in an intelligent manner, you can do it in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be thinking about those things, and maybe people should put together, we should put together a list of what those things are you have to be able to do, and then you've got to be picking something to address each of those things every day. Right. Yeah. I think the most extreme example that we've talked about, of course, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I have taken that as now I modify that back, right, Yeah. to, to whoever I'm working with. But essentially that makes you realize what is supposed to be covered and to what extent. Yeah, so you can start, rather than starting building it from the ground up, take a look at the thing and then dial it back. Right. Because, yeah, like I've, I've told many people and, and students, like just because this is what I do doesn't mean you should be doing exactly what I'm doing. And in right. fact, if you're 18 years old and haven't really done a lot of this before, it, it could actually do some damage trying to dive in like that. You know, it could be mm -hmm. a bit much to, to start. So right. you want to start, which is what's accessible, and keep pushing that envelope. But the concepts are there. Right. Perfect. Fundamental practice, non-negotiable, number one on the list, and for good reason. Yeah. All right, Joey, what are you, you going to take number two here? I'll, t I'll take number two. It's very simple. It's one word. Mm. Listen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that means a lot of different things. Yes, it does. It, it means, one, listen to music. You know, uh, it, it, a lot of musicians, uh, I've often said musicians are the worst audiences in the world. You know, I know that when I am not performing, it's not like, a, hey, I'm going to go see a concert. 
oh, go sit in an audience and I have to go still do the thing. <laughs> I'd rather, you know, stay home and sit on my couch. But that doesn't mean I'm not listening to music. It also means listen to those around you. It means listen to yourself. But the act, and we've talked about who and what and how to listen, it's vital. It is so hard to get better just, you know, at all. But if you're not listening, you can't get better. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the thing that will guide everything. Right. Yeah, you have to have some direction to point. I uh, my students did um, one movement from, I think they did the last movement at Ewald, three on a trombone recital, and um, I think that's right. Maybe it's the first move. Ah, sorry, it's first movement Ewald three, um, and so I asked them what recording they were listening to, um, and my students showed me this recording of um, Philadelphia, um, Dave Bilger and Jeff Kernow playing. Um, and uh, with Carol Yanch and uh, Nitsan and Jen Montone. Um, he just showed it to me on YouTube and I thought, oh, wow, cool. So I ordered it and it came in this week. And so he, um, the student who was playing second on that had his lesson first this morning. And so I, when he was coming in the door, I put it on, put it on the speakers. And he just paused and listened. He goes, man, they sound great. I was like, yeah, they sound really <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> it's really a beautiful, beautiful recording of those, of those two quintets. I mean, I, beautiful playing. I was just working with a trumpet ensemble here. Some students put together a group, and uh, so I've been coaching. So they came in today, and I said, now listen, you here and here, make sure you notice this, 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 and they said, okay, can we ask you a question? Like, so when, like, Trump and Moody's together, how do you guys do this in your own rehearsal? And I said, well, I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Here's how it goes. We'll stop, and it's where you have to, you know, we're all good friends, and you leave your ego out of it. So you can say, hey, that part doesn't sound like it's together. Can we go back and cover that? And then we insult each other nonstop for a little while. And then we'll eventually go, hey, we should probably probably check that out and run it. And they're like, and they look at each other. I said, right. We, you think because we're like adults and allegedly, you know, professionals and that <laughs> we're not just still idiots hanging out with our friends. We're absolutely idiots hanging out with our friends. But you have to be listening to both. I'm taking care of my part and how am I fitting in the big picture? You really have to know what's going on everywhere. We're not kidding here because the best part of playing chamber music is there's no conductor offense intended to both of you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you know, so, but that means in rehearsal, because think about this, if you step up in a large ensemble and the conductor just, you know, takes terrible tempos or makes terrible things, you can always go, Oh, conductor. But with chamber music, you walk out, you're responsible. Yeah, this is what yeah. we have chosen and we, we have decided. So you want to take that seriously when you're in the rehearsals. That's why you have to know everybody else's part and listen for not only what am I doing right now, but how are we sounding? Mm-hmm. That listening part is, is huge. Yep, absolutely. It guides it all. Yeah. We're all right, get us, to, get us to number three there, uh, Dr. Number Stoneman. Number three, I like this one a lot. Um, invest in great equipment. Like we're talking... Horns, mutes, mouthpieces, the whole thing. Yeah. I know it's tough. Like, the money thing is tough. But if you get the right horn, you never have to replace it. And it makes a massive difference in everything you're doing. Just encountered this this week with a student who's been playing this old Bach that he really likes, but completely passed it. Yeah, outgrown. sure. And I had someone trying locally trying to sell a 37G, believe it or not. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good 30, horn. Another 37G. I like the 37G. Yeah. And so I put them on this horn and we tried to, and it was exactly what needed to happen. I mean, so many things got better and easier and came into play and it just makes a huge difference. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah. You, you need, it, it's, it's rare to see professionals that are actually out there doing an awful lot of stuff that aren't playing on professional equipment. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> it happens that there are some, but it's much more the exception than the rule. You need good stuff. Right. You know, and you know, come on. I mean, trumpets can be expensive, but in the grand scheme of things, they're not compared to other things, right? Like, sure. Like bass bows, or <laughs> it could be a violin or, bow, or, 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 or violins, or bassoon vocals, or whatever it <laughs> oh happens to be. Like you know, like you, you're spending as much on that part as you might an instrument, a whole instrument. Yeah, you know? I mean, but it is. It, it, it is expensive. The thing. It, it is expensive. You know, horns can be expensive, mouthpieces can be expensive, mutes can be expensive. It's worth it. So it's mm-hmm. worth it's worth saving. It's worth working towards. It's worth putting that away, because you do this right, and you re- it's a long term investment in in your career that you should mm-hmm. be making. 
And if you're aware, you might be able to come up with a good deal. Like, uh, so I had a student um, a couple of weeks ago, he's been looking for a sea trumpet for months and months and months. And he found one um, on uh, Facebook Marketplace, um, exactly what he wanted. And uh, he went and got it. He brought it back to the studio. It plays great. He did a great job. It's in great shape. Um, yeah, you can find great deals out there. I mean, you got you got to test the stuff out. You got to sure. play it, but you can find really great horns and not break the bank. Yeah, you know, that's true. You got to keep your eyes open. And the same with the mutes, right? Like and all the stuff. <laughs> like get get good stuff. Yeah, taking the cup off of a cup mute is not a straight mute. Net, then like you can't right. do that. Like you it's have a cupless to... cup mute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not great it's not you don't want to do that right all right brian keep us moving here what do you got for number four in the same in the same vein then you have to take care of them you have to clean your horns and mouthpieces right this is important for just their longevity and use it's important to keep things clean um you know if you have things in your mouthpiece rim or your mouthpiece rim is dirty you're grinding that stuff into your face you can be in trouble um bob early got some um, brass poisoning right his his the mouthpiece oh, wow. the silver had worn off um, when he's playing in the philly orchestra it like that did some damage it takes a while to heal from that stuff i feel like this is aimed at, at me i feel a little attacked <laughs> i was gonna say no, no offense, offense to you personally joe yeah. yes. this is this is true i i this is something i'm bad at and and it catches up with me and i go what what uh, oh i should <laughs> i just need to clean it go clean it and then oh right i should do this more often i got to be on top of that something i've keep battling like i have to remember i have to remember i have to remember right it makes a huge difference now do you do the sonic clean or you do the chem clean i prefer the sonic clean Mm -hmm. uh the chem clean can be and this is having professionals do this the chem clean if you don't leave it in there long enough doesn't do anything you've leave it in there too long can eat away at some of the solder Mm -hmm. where the sonic cleaning really does a, a great job without doing any damage at all yeah so with professionals doing that for you but I love the sonic cleaning. Big yeah, fan. just drop it off at your shop that does that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Although I I don't mind cleaning my own horns. I really just like you clean your bike. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like it when Bill cleans my bike. <laughs> that hey, was cool. You did a good job cleaning <laughs> all those bikes. Did. Yes, that was <laughs> great. <laughs> a clean bike is a fast bike. During yeah. the retreat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of look at it the same way. You know. There, there is a there is a poor man's version of, of the chem clean which is vinegar and salt. Oh, Ooh, I worried about it works that. really, works really Interesting. well. Yeah. Huh. And then you can do like a little cup of, of that solution with your valves. So you just don't have it up near the springs. And of course not mm. on the pads. It does really, really good job. You just have to use some soap and water to clean it all off. Cause it'll dry stuff out. Well, that's but my worry. Is, like yeah. if you're in any doubt, warm soapy water does a great that job. Does, exactly. And you Dawn, can use, Dishwashing, dishwashing detergent absolutely great. right yep that's the you, grease yeah yeah you yeah. can do this in your kitchen sink at home clear this with other people so yeah right in your house <laughs> make sure that you've got uh, <laughs> unfettered access and you're not getting in the way for sure yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely all right i think we've made our point here yeah right Keep this clean, clean. Yeah. Joey, what do you got all right number five physical self-awareness We've talked a little about this in, in little chunks, this. but I don't know that we've ever really gone in deep on this. And maybe we should talk more about this in, a, as a larger category at some point. But I think I told a story recently that I met with a student and said, have you ever got any, any thought to your right hand? No. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen, a, ever watched a video of yourself playing? And, you know, I've, I've actually, I remember the first time I referred to a student as, you're kind of a human pretzel when you're playing. Or, hey, you look like kind of a human question mark. And they always got to laugh. Like, what do you mean? Your head's all hunched over. You know, the idea of not just the posture part, which is very simple. You want your ears where your shoulders are and you want to be straight from your shoulders down to your waist. Really? You yeah, know? Sure. But, yeah. I mean, that's pretty simple. But then... Once you start playing, that you don't let these things go. Because you watch trumpet players typically do a few things. They let their uh, left wrist break over so that the horn, instead of being maybe slightly angled to their right, turns almost 90 degrees off to the right, which means their right hand has to come underneath. And so their left hand breaks over and the right hand has to underdo that. Then their head twists to catch up with it, even though the mouthpiece is round. I see this a lot. (laughs) Yes. Yep. And then I'm like, what is that player doing? It doesn't make any sense. And then if the music stands in a bad place, you hunch or reach or strain. 
Yeah, sure. These are all you know, these are all just terrible, you know, terrible ideas. So you need to be aware when you're playing that how you are set up makes an enormous difference in your ability to be able to communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you, are you we, aware of how the mouthpiece feels on your chops? How how hard are you pressing against your teeth? <laughs> right. Sometimes <laughs> students are just, oh, I never thought about that. Right. This is why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> and I will dial us back to our episode on body center, breathe and flow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Just that that awareness. But if you if you watch successful players, they have figured that out and they are far less physically engaged or they look just look a lot more comfortable. Looks easy when they're yeah. playing. Yeah, sure. it looks easy. Were you guys at uh, ITG in Minnesota? Where yes. you go, Haryani played with the Minnesota Orchestra. <laughs> yes, I was at that concert. <laughs> he strolled out, he put the horn out, and it looked like the screen froze at that point. Yes. <laughs> and I was I was fifteen rows in front of his bell. Right, right. And he put on such a show. It was really just sparkling, playing in a piece I did not know. I'm like, right. wow, this is amazing. Is he still awake? Like just the <laughs> he was he looked completely at ease right. and there's nothing going on. And filled the room. Oh, it was, yeah, it was it unbelievable was. playing. It was great. Beautiful. Beautiful playing. Yeah, just crazy playing. Yeah. Yeah. So great players have that going, man. That's a that's a thing to notice and a thing to adopt. Absolutely. All right. I'm ready to talk about this one. <laughs> Get Buy original copies of all your music. Of some of our music? All of your music. So it's just the easy stuff that's fine and the stuff that's cheap? Nope. All of the music. <laughs> huh. what, about PDF, of the what about PDFs from our friends? Right out. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> you are out. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a few reasons to do this, right? Yeah. So for, first off, it's this is your career and you should own this. Yes. Second, if you want people to keep writing things and putting out things, then support them in that endeavor. <laughs> buy their stuff right mm-hmm. so that keeps it that keeps that flow going this yeah. is my giant worry for essentially popular music um is that if everything streams and the st- and the streaming companies aren't really paying the artists what's the incentive for the artist to make anything because they can't make a living doing it right so if if right. If, right. if you can't make a living if you can't make anything by producing uh music because the first person that gets it makes a pdf and sends it off to everybody then there's not going to be any new music. Right. So, yeah, buy new music. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you searched for PDFs of your uh, your book, Bill? No, I have not. <laughs> I've actually had people tell me, though, that have purchased the book. I have several students playing this, playing your stuff this semester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, okay. <laughs> Good, I guess. <laughs> Edu- educational purposes, right? Right, educational purposes. Yeah. But... um. You've got a steady stream of orders from the Glassboro area, I think. I have. Been... You are leading <laughs> yeah. on on the map. You know, there's more... been there've got there's some orders from Bloomington. There've been there some are. Bloomington yeah. orders as well, but the Glassboro Camden, uh, you yep, know, uh, Metroplex. They keep bringing them in. Oh, I got some money. I finally yep ordered from Doctor Stoneman. Yeah, they keep bringing they them did. in. They did. It's awesome. It's so really fun. It, you know, it's fun to experience the the piece through the pieces through them now. Right. Um, at, you know, I ex- had my own experience, personal experience with with the pieces and I'm still but um, but they're right. experiencing it through the students. Very cool. I, I yeah. think it's I think they're much more educationally sound than I first. I have a. a well, I appreciate that. I have a student doing one on a senior recital. this oh, Sunday. Beautiful. Uh, in fact, it's Kaylee and she's oh, got her nice. senior recital Sunday and she's going to play it on. Right? Holy she's moly. Her senior Joey's. recital. Yeah, Joey's uh, 37G. How cool was that? Fantastic. Well, it was Joey's 37G. Now it's Kaylee's 37G. Yeah. And we understand that the the money is difficult for students. And the complete availability of PDFs and getting copies. But, you know, your library, your school library will have these. And I've, you know, I've gotten multiple copies of things for the library so students can have them. Um, and it's particularly solos that, you know, they're maybe just playing once on a jury, mm-hmm. uh, students, you know, just don't have the bread and they'll, 
So they'll use the library copy, which is sort of why it's there. But yes, you should you should own the stuff. You want to take it with you, particularly all these technique books that we're talking about too. Well, sure. And you think about it, things you're going to want to have in your own teaching studio oh, yeah. when you are out, when you start to get students or you get a job, you're going to have to have access to those things to introduce yep. them and to use them. So yeah, it's just, again, it's a great habit. And the successful players have their music and they care for it and they have the originals. And it's just something you do when you're a pro. So, uh, Brian, give us a number seven. Yeah. So, um, stay current with players and teachers in the field. I think this is really important because, you know, pedagogy is always developing. Um, there's new music always being written and there are new players playing the old stuff in a new way. And, uh, I think it's really important to, to stay current with what's happening. I like staying current with, you know, I visited, you know, your studios to watch you teach. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, um, it's really been important for me and my development to sort of keep, you know, coming up with new ideas and new approaches. And uh, I think it's very helpful to the process. Well, you know, think about our programs, Brian, where we, we don't have grad programs built in right. for performance anyway. And so it's important for us to be current with who's teaching where <laughs> yes. so that we can guide students to send students out. Yeah. You can't send them all to Bloomington. We try, but well, you can, you can <laughs> send a lot of them out here. We can't. So we're a big school, but uh, <laughs> As teachers, this is vital. You need to know what, what's out there. Yeah. Right? And it's not the same as when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. know, that's, uh, you know, I remember seeing the first Hook on Hardenberger CD I ever saw was after I graduated college. Yep. And I was looking through and I saw this, oh, a Telemann record. Huh? Hardenberger. Huh. Well, oh, I've never seen a recording of this piece. All right. I'll buy this and take it home. Came home, put it on my... Oh my, how have I never heard of this guy? Right. Right. You know, Amazing. you got to check stuff out. You want to know what's going on. You want to see what's happening, you know? So, yeah, you got to stay plugged in. It, 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 it's very easy for people to think, well, you know, I finished my degrees and I have a job. That means I'm good and I know stuff. So I guess I'm done now. Right. Well, I, I remember y- years ago that what fascinated me, Joey, was how, like, you knew everything that was going on on the Internet that dealt with trumpet. I wish that were true. <laughs> well, but the amount you know and the stuff that doesn't catch knowledge. you by surprise because you've either seen it or you knew about it or you shared the link or whatever was just fascinating to me. And at first I was like, wow, you just have a lot of free time to mess around. But you really were, that's not the purpose. I mean, you're in there to, to see. No, I want to know what's out there. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you do that, you do run across a lot of stuff that frankly, can be pretty funny because you can run across a lot of bad stuff. And we've talked a little about there and some of that can be pretty amusing. But the stuff you do run across, you run across great stuff as well. I don't want to wait for people to find great stuff and send it to me. I want to I want to be out there, too. Like when when Hokan put out that first uh, Charlie uh, etude. Right. I'm like, oh, I like this idea a lot. (laughs) You know, it did explode and everybody shared it. So you were going to see it anyway, which is great. Right. But what if I don't have friends that are sharing that with me and I just don't get to see that. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. You got to go out there and search and look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Great value. For sure. We yeah. would, we would actually talk about really obscure things. Hey, I saw this video, super obscure. And Joey would say, here's the thing is about that video in the third minute. <laughs> would know. Like, are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> the, yes. The geek, the geekness is strong with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness. All right. I think we made our point there as well. Yeah. All right, stay current. Yeah. All right, Joey, you're up. Oh, sure. All right. Uh, number eight, uh, be grateful every time you get to teach or perform. This especially goes to the old guys. No offense to you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there are so many people that get, uh, you know, when you're, when you're young, this happens almost uh, just because you haven't done an awful lot. Somebody calls you for a gig and you're excited. This is great. Right. And as you get older, it's like, oh, I mean, I guess. And you see kind of that jaded old professional that's <laughs> over everything. And I just, I just, I can't stand it. I mean, uh, last weekend I did get to go out and play with the Glenn Miller Band again. I tried done, they were starting a five-day tour. And so I, I, they needed a sub on the first night for me to come play lead on the first night. And I get out there, I'm like, this is going to be cool. Now, this is music that I was on this band, what, 34 years ago. Wow. I get out there and I was like, this is cool. All right, let's get up. Let's talk through. Let's go and do the show. This is, is going to be a lot of fun. I love the band vocals. I love the music. It's fun to play. 
you know, where I think a lot of people are like, oh, got to play in the mood again. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I get to play with the Glenn Miller band and, you know, right. and people that are coming out to hear that music and enjoy it. You should be up for that. Right. Yeah. If you can't get up for that, then you're just in the wrong business. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And you never know who's going to be listening. Right. It could be somebody really fascinating. And the people who are listening deserve your best shot. Mm-hmm. Every this time. is what I was hyper aware of when I was on Maynard's band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I remember the first time I saw Maynard and I remember every time after that, you know, like I got to see him a, a, a few times when I was young, when I was a kid that I'm thinking, Oh, somebody's out there and this is their night. They see Maynard's band. Right. That's so cool. Yeah, you want to make that a thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to do that every night. Band. Yeah. But you want to do that with every gig you do. Cause I did I, play what was a couple of years ago. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Wolverine, the actor, uh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, who does a, a great show. So we uh, we did a show here, and it's like a stadium thing. Now, one of the things Hugh does on his show is he likes to pick some people out of the band and mess with them. So they just told us, there's going to be a vamp there, and Hugh does the thing. So he comes walking back to the trumpet section. Me and my friend Jeff are playing trumpet, and he says, all right, so Joey and Jeff, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> he, he knows our names, which means we've been set up. This right. is not okay. All right, so how, what do you think of this audience there? And, you know, we're in, we're in the place where the Pacers play basketball. The place is just packed, right? He says, uh, we've got to get these people a show. Do you think you can get these guys going? Why don't you guys take a, do a little solo thing for us? And then we just stood up and play. we just traded and played and boom, boom, boom. So here's the best part. I leave. Uh, on the way home, I got a text from the chair of our music theory department oh. who, is, <laughs> who sent me a little video of it because they put oh, it up on the big no screen. Fantastic. And he said, you know, when we started, uh, I said to my wife, is that Joey? But, you know, it's a small thing back there. And then as he walked back, and said, so Joey, Jeff, <laughs> I pulled my phone out at that moment. <laughs> but, you know, there's people you know right there, you know, because you could think, well, nobody's really checking out the trauma players. But, hey, somebody could be. Yeah. George Rabbi never lets himself not play musically. Right. So he's right. always doesn't matter where he is, what gig he's playing, what he's doing. He's always fully invested musically. Just because it enriches his soul and it's infectious for the people around him. And I just mm-hmm. played a gig with him last weekend. It's just, he's just so joyful about music. Well, and, and that's the point I, I want to make here. I would contend that people know the difference. I mean, exactly. you know that. And that's why yeah. so many people love George's playing because yeah. he's coming at it from this incredibly happy and grateful place all the time. There's, yep. There is a joy to his playing that is palpable. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just infectious so yeah being grateful every time you every time you get to teach and I, I, we said teach or perform but it's the teaching thing too you know what what a luxury we have to be able to do this for a living you know and yeah there oh, are yeah. days that are longer yeah. than others but the impact you're having and the and the lasting uh you know positive impact that you have as a teacher is incredible so yeah absolutely if you come at it from a positive standpoint from because positive. boy we have all we've well, all had those teachers Right. And here's the thing. Regardless of grade level, students know if you're phoning it in. Oh, yes. Right. Because then you're just, then you're not really helping. That's no right. good. No. And you're you're a bad role model for them. Yeah. 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 No doubt. All right, Bill, get us to number nine here. Number nine, give a lesson to a developing trumpet player and then don't charge them. I think this is just a great thing to do. We all do this. I think is part of our, you know, recruitment efforts at the at the university. But that's not what I'm talking about. Like, you find that there's a local student, the parents bring them to you. They want to see if you'll take them as a student or whatever. They just they're just coming to you for help. It's a great thing to make that gesture to just give that lesson gratis. And I think back to um, when the first time I went to see Vince, I was a master student in Kentucky, and I went to, took a lesson with Vince and probably spent a couple hours with him. And asked him at the end, I was ready, you know, ready to pay and had the checkbook out or whatever. And he goes, now, nah, you know, Vince, hey, buy me a Coke sometime. Don't right. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the thing. And I just remember how that made me feel and think that this guy has it so together and he's he's on top of his game and he could charge me whatever he wanted. And right? and you'd be happy to pay it. And would be happy to of pay because yeah. it was an incredible yeah. experience and yet walked out of there not paying anything. And I think about the impact of that lesson on me and the amount of lessons in turn that I have given and not charged anyone for. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's a re- you can have a remarkable impact on someone. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, because that student one, if you're really making that impact, that's worthwhile. But two, then you've done you've done a good deed, which exactly mm-hmm. what you're the next generation that then pays that forward. We're setting exactly. up a good system in that way. Yeah. You set up a good system of actually giving because mm-hmm. you know that's what teaching is. Teaching is giving. Right. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't actually charge for lessons outside of school. Um, and, uh, and I have some people who come, you know, fairly regularly, a few times a year. Some um, have somebody coming now every couple of weeks. Um, they're just in the process. I just want them to have the information. They're in the process of trying some new stuff and right. trying to get better. And yeah, I just want to help, help that along. I do have, I do teach through the Rowan community music school as well. I have one student in that program. He's a retired obstetrician. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and he, he's just, um, he practices every day. He works very hard. He plays in his community band and he just wanted to get better. Um, and it's, it's kind of fun to talk to him. He's super smart. So bouncing yeah. ideas off of him about how things work and how to make it work and how to get better. You know, he's totally on board with that. It's, it's very interesting, but I, I think it is important. Um, I think we should also recognize that there are some places where teachers and players are so inundated with requests that the only way to make it manageable to do some teaching is to just say, look, my time is going to be worth this amount of money um, because it's just, it, there's just no way to do everything that they want to do and they just have to make some decisions about about how they have to spend their time so they can do their actual jobs absolutely and listen i've been contacted a few times by people who live out in the middle of indiana where there really isn't a lot of access saying hey could i come take regular trumpet lessons and i can't right do that with the schedule that i have and i'll say listen you want to come in we can meet and i'll spend some time with you after that, listen, I, I, I will put you in touch with people that can do that. But yes. I, my schedule does not allow me to do that on a regular basis. I just can't. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, over the years, I've taught a bunch of high school students on the side and all that. And, and I think s- some of them are, when I first meet a student, sometimes they're better off to study with one of my majors for a little while yeah. or to study yeah, with sure. someone else because I, I don't have a lot of time to do that. But... Um, the filter I run on that is I, I'll teach you if I would teach you for free. Oh yeah. Right? I like, it. Like, right. I, yeah. I like, you know, I like, I like to spend time with a student. They're really serious about it. Uh, they're really engaging. Yeah. I think that's, that's sometimes a good filter because it is easy to create a problem for ourselves where we take all these students cause the money's good and we're going to do this thing. And then you just, <laughs> sure. then you're not serving anybody very well <laughs> yeah. at all yeah. because it that gets to too much, you know? So for those of you who are teaching a bunch of private students out there, give that some thought. You know, you can you can find a, a teacher for someone. You can get them in the right place, but you don't have to take everyone. You know, uh, great. We got one more here, Brian, and it goes okay. to you, number ten. Yeah, and I I think this is super important, and this goes to everything about <laughs> that we do. Really, always be willing to take advice. Right, somebody's going to have some answer, um, and something helpful that they're going to say. Uh, that's going to make you a better player, a better person, a better musician, a better teacher. Yeah. I think it's, but if you're close, if you already know everything, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be very difficult (laughs) for you to get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking as someone who regularly thinks he knows everything, (laughs) this is, uh, I am, uh, but you, you guys will back me up on this. I'm the guy at ITG and NTC that's going to the clinics. Yes, always. Because I want to hear what people have to say. Yeah. And go, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, that's that's good stuff right there. Oh, I've never heard that before. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Ears, ears and mind always open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you got to be ready for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to be learned, right? There's information that's coming at us from all over the place. But when, especially when you encounter someone who really seems to have it together, one of these successful players, man, be willing to take the advice. Yeah. No doubt. Can I throw one more? Can I throw a bonus one in? We've got 10 oh, here. Oh, sure. Can I throw a bonus, bonus round? round? Yeah. Bon- bonus round of one bonus more round. habit? Sure. Rest. Oh, I mm. like it. That's right. Good. This is one of those things where, you know, if you think, oh, I got to be going and going and going and going and going and going and going, that just leads to you burning out. Yeah. Right? Take a break. Take a rest. Do something else. You right. know, take that, you know, take that mental break and get yourself that time. Take that physical break. Like, especially if you've been having a really hard go for a long time, 
you know, if you're in high school and it's marching band season and you spent the past four weekends going to either competitions or games or both, and the next weekend, <laughs> yes. like, well, I've got to, I've got to. You know what you might want to do? Not. Get the <laughs> horn out, get to where it's feeling pretty good, put it away, and take the rest of the day off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that mm-hmm. break and get away from it, and that is good for your, it's actually good for your long-term growth. Yeah. So, yeah, make make rest part of that as well. And that Love also it. means sleeping well at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Very good. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. It's time for No Offense. Well, we covered a great list today, so I'm going to say uh, if you're not being intentional about all this, if you're not being intentional about setting good habits, creating new habits, or, no offense, Joey, cleaning your trumpets, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so... Our goal for this list and for this episode is to just put things in front of you that we hope that you will uh, be really intentional about. Time is too short. Don't waste time. Get after this. Create good habits. Again, it doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, be intentional. Do it. Yeah. Like, Brian, what did you say one time about high notes? High notes don't get better when you sprinkle them with hope. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great. It's a it's a great line. That's right up there with he was a holy man. <laughs> and I just want to say uh, I I don't really want to talk about this, but I would like to mention Anton Weidinger and the Seven C because we didn't get to either one of those today. Well, because we were talking about su- the ten success. habits of successful trumpet players, and that's not playing a Seven C, right? <laughs> and nobody ever had any long term success playing a keyed bugle. But I wonder yet, I have to wonder if Anton Weininger was considered a success in his day. For sure. Of course he was. Right? A new new instrument that revolutionized trumpet playing and then uh, put out two of the solos that have stood the test of time. So you're saying, not famous maybe, but Keyed Bugle famous. Keyed Bugle famous. (laughs) He's Keyed Bugle famous. He is Keyed Bugle famous, (laughs) without a doubt. Perfect. I stand by it. And no better way to go out than that. And that should take care of today. Hey, thanks for joining us on yet another episode of The Open Bell. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and really develop some good habits. So long from now, remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Thank you.